I'll never forget the first time I saw the movie Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was about 14 years old, and this soon-to-be classic had made its way from movie theaters to television. I'd missed the movie's big-screen debut, but when I finally got to see it on television, I was mesmerized. I loved watching Indiana Jones hunt for the lost treasure and try to find it before the Nazis did. That's been decades ago now, but in my mind's eye, I can still feel the excitement of seeing him find the lost treasure. There's definitely a thrill in uncovering something valuable that's been lost or hidden. And as I've been thinking about this, I actually uncovered the true story of a treasure hunt that's been happening right here in the Rocky Mountains for the last decade. It's called the Finn Treasure, and not only is it interesting, but I think it has something to teach us about the treasure hunt of God's unchanging promises. Of course, in this podcast, everything comes back to God, His Word, and discipling the next generation. So let's cue the intro, and then do I have a story and an application for you. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, Scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. Lots of crazy things have happened in 2020, that's for sure. But did you know that at the beginning of this summer, a million-dollar treasure was uncovered in the Rocky Mountains. It was a real stash of gold and jewels called the Finn Treasure. And wow, there's a story behind this treasure. A Vietnam veteran named Forrest Finn was a retired, decorated Air Force pilot who became an art dealer in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Apparently, his gallery was very successful, ended up making him about $6 million a year. But in 1988, Finn was diagnosed with terminal cancer. During that time, he decided to spend his last days doing something adventurous. He came up with a scheme to create a buried treasure and spark a public treasure hunt. Well, Finn actually ended up recovering from his terminal diagnosis, and he went to work. He put together a treasure chest containing gold nuggets, rare coins, jewelry, and gemstones. He hid this chest somewhere in the Rocky Mountains of New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. Then, in 2010, Finn wrote a book about it, a book called The Thrill of the Chase. He said this book contained hints and clues to the treasure's location, a treasure with a value estimated as high as $2 million. This book 
was followed by two more books and a revised edition book. Well, apparently thousands of people read these books, studied the clues, and took Finn up on the invitation to look for the buried treasure. The final lines of his clue-filled poem read, If you've been wise and found the blaze, look quickly down your quest to cease. But tarry scant with marvel gaze, just take the chest and go in peace. With this and nine other tantalizing clues, the treasure hunt was on for ten years. Of course, controversy ensued. Many claimed that the treasure hunt was fraudulent, that the treasure didn't even exist. There was even a lawsuit filed as recently as last December in a Colorado Springs U.S. District Court saying that Finn's story was deceptive. That case was closed, but the hunt remained open. Countless people have believed that the treasure did exist. Multiple people had to be rescued even when they looked in the wrong places and put themselves in dangerous situations. Five people actually lost their lives looking for the treasure, including a pastor from Grand Junction, Colorado, who died searching for it in 2017. In his last message to his church before He went missing and lost his life in the treasure hunt. This pastor said, Our entire life is worship. It should be. You see, your life, everything in it is spiritual. Everything, even the physical stuff, is spiritual. What profound words he spoke before he, too, lost his life to this treasure hunt. This treasure, the thin treasure, was a really big deal. Well, after a whole decade, At the beginning of this crazy summer, as the world was embroiled with pandemics and protests, one lucky treasure hunter actually found the treasure. The person's identity was never revealed, only that he was from back east. Wikipedia says on June 6, 2020, Finn posted on the searcher blog, Thrill of the Chase, that the treasure had been found, writing, It was under a canopy of stars and the lush forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not moved from the spot where I hid it more than 10 years ago. I do not know the person who found it, but the poem in my book led him to the precise spot. I congratulate the thousands of people who participated in the search and hope they will continue to be drawn by the promise of other discoveries. Just a few months after that, Forrest Finn entered eternity. Just two short weeks ago, as I record this, dying on September 7th at the age of 90. The earthly treasure hunt was over, and Forrest Finn found out if he had stored up any treasure in heaven. I sure hope that, as Luke twelve twenty one says, this man who sparked such a great treasure hunt here on earth was rich in treasure toward God. You know, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned treasure hunt story, whether in a movie, a TV show, a fiction book, or in this case, real life. I love stories of people uncovering something old or valuable that has been long buried or lost. Don't these stories sort of grab your attention, too? Finding this Finn story was a bit like finding a treasure hunt for me, actually. But it absolutely dims in light of the greater treasure hunt that I don't have to go out into the Rocky Mountains to find. This treasure is right beside me, here, sitting open, 
in my closet with me as I record this podcast. It's the treasure of God's Word. In some of Forrest Finn's final words, he expressed the hope that people will continue to be drawn by the promise of other discoveries. But here's the thing. The promise of other discoveries don't have to be way out there because they're right here. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. God has given us the treasure of His Word and His Word contains the jewels of His great and precious promises. These promises, the Psalms say, have been thoroughly tested and proven true. Every promise has been fulfilled in its time. Hebrews 10 23 says, God is faithful in his promises because Numbers 23 19 says, he doesn't lie or change his mind. Forrest Finn buried a treasure that turned out to be real, but only one person got to find it and keep it. Our great and glorious God is so abundant in goodness that his treasures are vast enough that everybody who wants them can have them. Forrest Finn's treasure was reported to be worth between one and two million dollars. Our God's unspeakable riches are priceless, worth well into eternity. Forrest Finn's treasure was elusive. God's treasure can be found and stored up in our own hearts. Forrest Finn's treasure was a relatively new idea, even though it took a decade to be found and claimed. God's word is ancient, but its treasures can be found and claimed as quickly as right now. Finn's treasure was purportedly under a canopy of stars in the lush, forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains. That sounds really beautiful, but God's treasure is even better. The treasure God has for us, it's at hand, it's near, and it's worth more than we can even imagine. The psalmist tried to articulate this in Psalm 119, writing, In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. God invites us into his word, and as we take him up on his offer, we can find the treasures of his promises every day of our lives. As I'm meditating on and re-memorizing Psalm 119, I arrived at verses 57 and 58 this week, which say, The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. God, be gracious to me according to your promise. It's mesmerizing to me that not only does God give us his promises, he helps us find them and experience them. Our God is not some cosmic story maker with nothing better to do, writing a book and sending people off in search of something none but one will find. He is our loving creator who gave us his word, then promises to be with us every step of the way. He said in Psalm 89, 34, I will not break my covenant or go back on what I promised. 
This being true, are we leaning into His promises? Are we ascribing to them the worth that they have? Are we seeking His treasures with all that's within us? As I read through my Bible, when I come to a promise, I usually stop and mark it somehow, either by color or a certain way I underline it, or sometimes by writing the word promise next to it. You know, even if God gave us just two or three or nine or 10 promises, that would be enough. But he gave us literally hundreds, if not thousands in his word. Some people have counted as many as five to 9,000 promises. And what do we do with these? We can treat them like the treasures they are, looking for them, finding them, claiming them. I find myself looking for, finding, and claiming different promises in different seasons. This week, my son left for his first year away at college, and as I'm so sad that he's gone and our family has now become just a small household with a couple of kids, I find myself claiming the promise of Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I'm claiming that promise for his future, but I'm also claiming that promise for now. And then I have a friend who is going through so much right now. For her, I'm claiming the promise of Romans 8.26, that the Holy Spirit of God helps us in our weaknesses. And even when we don't know how to pray, He is praying and interceding for us. As my heart despairs so much about our country and all that our nation is going through right now, I'm claiming the promise of Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. God gives us these great and precious promises because he loves us. We, his children, are his sons and daughters, and every good and perfect gift comes from him. He's given us his word like a road map, like a treasure map to find the treasures of his promises, the treasures of his word. And friend, every single one of us can have and claim these treasures for our own lives. And not just one time or one year or one experience, but over and over again, every day for the rest of our lives. And you know what's even better? Is the fact that the treasures are things that we can share with our children. We can talk to them about the treasures that we have found and experienced with God. And we can teach them to search for and look for and find and claim His treasures, His promises for their lives too. I think that's amazing. I think it's incredible, not just that God gives us the opportunity, but he tells us in Deuteronomy and throughout his word to teach our children, to talk to them about him, to tell the next generation who he is and what his word has to say so that they can go on the treasure hunt with him too. All told, I think Forrest Finn had a pretty great idea. I must admit, I'm slightly fascinated by his story. 
I'm fascinated by the concept of hidden, buried treasure, but as fascinated as I am by those things, I am so grateful that God's treasures are already found in my heart, in my life, in my own story, through the power of His Word. And day by day and opportunity by opportunity, I can pass that hope and joy and anticipation onto my kids and those entrusted to me and friend so can you. God's word is a treasure map that we don't need to keep hidden or just to ourselves. There's plenty of unchanging promises for us all to find and claim and share. So may each of us be treasure hunters, each in our own right, daily finding the treasure and consistently leading others to it too. Thanks for joining me in this podcast. You know, at Family Disciple Me, we encourage you to go disciple your kids. And we challenge you that it starts with a conversation. Well, I have a fun twist on this today. Why don't you start a conversation about the treasure of God's Word by launching from the springboard about Finn's treasure? You can find links to information about this in the show notes. And you can also find the discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast in the show notes as well. Remember, discipleship starts with a conversation. Or, in this case, maybe just a good old-fashioned treasure hunt story. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His countenance toward you and give you so many treasures, including the treasure of His peace. Now go, the treasures await.